When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Back by popular demand at the recommendation of civic leader Michael Bellani, we have today the Erie County Clerk, Michael P. Kearns. He's of a different political party than me, but I think where I believe in him, he has conservative, old-fashioned beliefs and um, a tremendous, down-to-earth, hard-working man who represents the values of the past and the values of today. Really a tremendous uh, civic leader, Erie County Clerk, Michael P. Kearns, best known as Mickey. He has served the greater Buffalo area and elected office for more than a decade, representing constituents in the Buffalo Common Council, New York State Assembly, and currently as the Erie County Clerk. After earning his Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from Canisius College, Mickey entered public service as a sanitation worker for the city of Buffalo. He credits this period of his life for teaching him the value of hard work, honesty, and dedication to one's family, friends, neighbors, and community. And he stood up when there were illegal aliens coming into western New York. He did not want people illegally voting, working, living in western New York. So I think he's a tremendous man uh, representing the silent majority of Buffalo, Erie County, and America. Uh, Let's uh, uh, talk about the zombies, uh, zombie homes. Um, uh, Mike Bellani called me a few months ago, and he said when you get back on the air, you have to have Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns on. Let's talk, what is the zombie home problem, Mickey Kearns? Sure. As you stated, I was a Buffalo Common Council member and uh, living in an urban urban area in South Buffalo. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes people face difficult times. They have maybe a possible job loss. Uh, if we remember we were talking prior to coming on about Jimmy Griffin uh, when people lost their job at the steel mill, a change in industry, or maybe a sickness in their family. And if they have a mortgage on their home and they can't make their payments anymore uh, and that house uh, is left, it becomes a zombie home. And I always said that uh, when I was a local councilman, you not only buy the house, you buy the neighborhood. Uh, it became a really big problem in urban areas, especially the city of Buffalo. We had the second most uh, demolitions second most vacant and abandoned house than any other city in the country. So I got a real education on zombie properties. And then I moved to the New York State Assembly, and I started seeing uh, vacant and abandoned houses uh, in first-ring suburbs like West Seneca and Lackawanna, even Orchard Park, prominent areas. And I decided to make that uh, something that I was going to make a goal 
to uh, present legislation to the New York State Assembly to pass a law, which we did the Foreclosure Relief Act, to take this horrific problem. And, and, and you know, Brian, it's so personal to me because when you lose your home or your neighbor loses their home, uh, no one wants to see that. Your home is your, your place of rest. It's your, it's their, your castle. And uh, to me, any way we could help people, which we have, stay in their home and uh, remain a homeowner is very important to not only to the homeowner, but to the community and to the tax base. Very good. Now I'm going to switch topics uh, because Kelly Krug, who's kind enough to help set up this uh, program, uh, mentioned that uh, an important topic to discuss with our popular Erie County clerk. Again, he is a registered Democrat, but he's won the county very well as Erie County clerk. And one of your uh, top priorities is the Auto Bureau appointment system. And I believe that's where I, I presume on the Internet you make an appointment and then you show Correct. up and you get service much faster. Could you explain that? Sure. You know, one of the things I did when I became the Erie County Clerk, I was a vice president of a company six years before I got into politics. So I try to run this office like a business, and we did an audit of all of our different departments. And all of the county clerks prior to me always added something to the department. And one thing I wanted to do was to bring up the appointment system to the Auto Bureau. And we were starting off where uh, we started something called Ready Reserve Renew. We wanted people to be ready, make a reservation, and, of course, renew local. Uh, because of the pandemic, uh, we had to go to an all-appointment system, and I was able to uh, integrate the appointment system into our processes of going to the Auto Bureau. And we've been able to really do a fine job, the frontline workers, the people who do it on a daily basis. Uh, people come in just like your doctor's appointment. You come in, you have a specific time. If you're ready and you have all your information, we're going to get you in and out. We're always striving uh, to be better. Uh, prior to that, people could just walk in, and what, that's fine. However, with the pandemic, we have to control the flow of people, as you know, coming in, and uh, we have to generate revenue for the county. You know, with the pandemic, sales tax revenues are down. Uh, things were shut down. We were able to stay open. I had curbside service. We brought some of that innovative approach to the Auto Bureau, some of my business experience, and, you know, that's what we're doing. It's an all-appointment system, and I know – uh, we do have a senior population, and there are some people that don't use the computer. So we figured out ways to help them. We have an appointment system where we actually make the appointment for them. For many of our senior citizens, they fill out a card. We get them the appointment system. Uh, and it's been working out great, Brian. It's not perfect, but we're getting there. And I think someday, uh, I always kid and say, the, the DMV was the laughing stock of the comedians. Uh, we are going to have it down to a science, and I've been working really hard on that with our staff to make sure that it's one uh, professionally and efficiently. Okay, what about an 85-year-old uh, woman in, in South Buffalo who does not have a computer, doesn't have an iPhone? How does this 85-year-old woman make an appointment uh, without going in and doing it in advance? Sure. We have uh, one of the things I did uh, before the pandemic we were doing outreaches throughout Erie County, but of course the pandemic hit and we did, we were recognized in Washington, D.C. for our outreaches by the State Department of spreading the word about passports and other initiatives. But as the pandemic hit, we had a change and pivot. And one of the things we do now is we have a telephone number, 858-6985. That person- Repeat that again, please, slowly. It's uh, 858-6985. And they can contact that number. That's my direct line, 
and we will mail out you a card. That card will come to your house. Uh, you fill out that card, send it back to us, and we will have someone set the appointment uh, up for you. And we're working on trying to do some of the transactions over the telephone, so many of our senior citizens may not have to come in, Brian. So we're, you know, the innovation from the pandemic is really changing how you do business at the Auto Bureau. But I don't want to leave our senior population behind, and we're doing our best to accommodate them. Now, one thing you got national press on, and we did a, a couple radio programs with Mickey Kearns on this, was giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens, people who are here illegally from other countries, who should not be here, should not be working here, should not be having their kids in school or getting free medical care, free housing. Uh, what, where are we now with driver's licenses for people who are in Erie County, New York, illegally? Sure. What we're doing is uh, we, we lost, uh, unfortunately, uh, in federal district court. Uh, the judge wouldn't even uh, uh, listen to the case. Uh, what judge uh, was that? Oh, I can't even. I, I, I blank out. on. All right, well, I wanna, if you think I want, of it later in I, the I program. For, I'll find out what her name was. I want to forget You probably want to forget it. Yeah, I, I want to forget it, too, but I think the public should know how a judge can enforce illegal behavior of illegal people she getting licenses. She wouldn't even listen. To, and, and here's the thing, Brian. We all want to, uh, you know, we all want to have our day in court. She wouldn't even give uh, the people, myself, who I represent, uh, our day in court. Uh, she said in her written statement that the doors of justice were closed. In my opinion, in America, the doors of justice should never be closed. They should always be open, especially when we're talking about someone who comes to this country and commits an illegal act. And uh, it's, it's egregious. You know, she was a pre appointed by President Obama. Uh, these lifetime appointments, in some instances, uh, they can rub both ways. And unfortunately, um, she did not give us uh, our fair do day in court, not only just me, but the public and every citizen out there who believes in the Constitution. And, uh, you know, we appealed that, and we're, uh, we appealed that. We've always filed the law, but we've appealed that to the uh, appellate division, and we're hopeful that we will get some type of word soon. But, you know, the wheels of justice move slowly, and especially with the pandemic, they're, they're even moving more slowly. I, I, I can't understand how uh, somebody can shut down a case when there's something illegally taking place, a, a judge should open a case uh, of illegal uh, behavior and, and stop the illegal behavior. I, it's beyond my comprehension. For those who just tuned in, uh, and if you can get the name, if you can think of the name before no, the no, show, no, I, I, I think fact, the, the public should know no who this person is uh, because that person, I believe, should not be on the bench if they're not enforcing United States federal laws. Do you have the name? I'm going to have the name in probably two minutes. Okay, well, while I gave a little introductory ma material, maybe Kelly Krug can get it for you. Um, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores for home delivery. 
call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 for the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Hey, Brian, I have the file. Uh, Please, that's very important because the public has to know who is preventing justice. And what is the name of this? uh, Judge, uh, I just had Kelly bring the file to my desk. Good. It's Judge Elizabeth Wolford. She was appointed by President Obama. She would not even hear her case. Uh, she would. Uh, she concluded, which I think wrongly, mm-hmm. that we did not have standing to bring this case, and I believe I did have standing, and that's why we appealed that to the Second Circuit. I, I can't believe that she wouldn't hear a case when you're trying to back up the law, and it sounds like this Judge Wolfert is her name, uh, seems to be ignoring federal law. Yeah, Okay. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guests in this program, World War II veteran Dr. John Bruce Long, Marina Woolcock, who was the former president of the State Federation in Florida for women, Republican women, Jack Gustafaro, the head of the Friendship Foundation, a little bit more information about popular Erie County clerk Mickey Kearns, recommended to be on this program by civic activist Mike Bellani. Mickey went on to work in the private sector, eventually becoming the vice president of the family-owned Kearns & Associates. Here he guided not-for-profits, parishes, educational institutions, and health care providers through the fundraising process and saw firsthand the struggles that small business owners face and the importance of not-for-profits in the communities they serve. In 2005, Mickey ran and was elected as the South District Council member in the city of Buffalo. As a City of Buffalo Common Council member, Mickey devoted, developed a reputation for uh, tackling difficult issues head-on. Our guest today, Michael P. Mickey Kearns. Let's talk a little bit more about how these zombie homes, um, about vacant and abandoned properties. Yes, we've had a, a very difficult time, especially with the pandemic. Uh, unfortunately, we've had a high unemployment. We're hopeful that uh, we don't have... Uh, another recession like we did back in 2008, but we're being prepared especially uh, for zombie properties. And as we talked a little bit about it, a zombie property is a property that has a mortgage on it, and that person cannot uh, make payments on that mortgage. And uh, when that is done, um, you know, it's because of many different reasons. Sometimes people face uh, a divorce or a job loss or possibly a health crisis within their family. Uh, that person may or may not leave their home. It creates a vacant and abandoned property. So we've been working really hard uh, at the Erie County Class uh, Clerk's Office, bringing the banks and the different uh, players together to the table so we can provide solutions to help people so we don't have vacant and abandoned properties in our community. Very good. Well, it's, a, it's, it's basically your uh, program that you've been pushing now for 10 years uh, tell me the little bit of the history of this. Uh, you were working on this for years. I know you were frozen out of leadership in the state assembly uh, by Sheldon Silver, who I believe is now in jail. That is correct. Um, but uh, So it was probably very difficult for you to start uh, this program because the uh, speaker of the assembly uh, ignored you, uh, left you without an office and a phone and all that kind of nonsense. So let's uh, go back through the history of uh, how this uh, shame campaign uh, started and evolved. 
Well, you know, Brian, you know, people realize, you know, we are our, our community, our government is based on taxes. We have some of the highest taxes in the country in New York State, as you know. And uh, when I was a Buffalo Common Council, man, I used to say, you not only buy the house, you, uh, you purchase the community. And we all want to live in a nice community where it's thriving and people are doing well. And uh, unfortunately, I uh, represented an urban area. And at that time, we weren't experiencing a housing boom in the city of Buffalo. And when a property became vacant or abandoned, it sat there for many years. Uh, the banks have an obligation. They file something in the clerk's office called a, a Liz Pendant. And when they file that, they would begin the foreclosure process, but they wouldn't complete it. So my goal as a councilman and then as a New York State Assemblyman, as you so eloquently put, was to make sure that you know the banks uh, completed and finished the foreclosure process. Unfortunately, some of those processes could go on for eight or ten years, which I thought was unconscionable because even if someone wanted to move on from a property, they could do that. Uh, but you know, and maybe an investor or someone else could purchase that property. But when they held the property and they never completed the foreclosure process, uh, it was like holding it hostage, and uh, the neighbors and people in the community were losing value. So you're right, uh, Sheldon Silver, who was a crook who went to jail. Uh, he is gone. Uh, there was a new speaker that came in. I worked with the new speaker, and I'm very proud to say that we were able to pass that legislation. Uh, Governor Cuomo was so upset at me at that time because I was independent that they did not want to put my name on the legislation. So that legislation came out of the Rules Committee uh, in the New York State Assembly. Was your name say, on the bill that you wrote? Nobody, nobody's name was on the bill. And I thank my colleagues because I worked so hard on this legislation, and I'm so proud of this, that they said that if anyone's name was on the bill, uh, they would not support it. So the only name, uh, there is no name on the bill. There's not one New York State Assembly member's name on the bill. It says rules. And I'm very proud of that because essentially they took my five bills uh, they made that into what we call today the Foreclosure Relief Act, and everyone knew around the state uh, that that was my legislation. However, Sheldon Silver and the governor wanted to block that. They did not want me to get the recognition. But didn't you have work. unanimous support in the Assembly and Senate on this bill, Mickey Kearns? We had, uni we had unanimous support. Uh, everyone supported that. There were a few people that voted off on the bill uh, because there was still a strong lobby from the mortgage and the Bankers Association, but we were able to get the bill passed. But I'm very proud of my colleagues in the Assembly that they recognize that I worked on this bill for nearly five years, and we were able to get it passed. So still today, even though you authored the bill, you lobbied for it to get it passed five years, your name is not on that bill at all? Nobody's name is on that bill, and I have that bill hanging up in my office as a sign that sometimes in government it's more important to get things done than to get the recognition for all the hard but, work. But you should have the recognition. It was your baby. I know, but you know what, Brian? Here's the thing. Uh, you you know, so many people in my, uh, I'll give you a great example. Mm -hmm. uh, our local leader, our majority leader, who now is the majority leader in the Assembly, uh, Crystal People-Stokes, I have to admit her leadership, she said to the leadership that if uh, I did not approve the bill, if I didn't think the bill was up to the standard it should be that it should not be passed and uh, I, I thank her for that because 
I had the confidence of my colleagues of five years of fighting and working mm-hmm. hard to make sure that people could get that done. So for me, um, I've always been underestimated in politics, but the, the results matter, and I always get things done, and that's the most important thing. That's why I get elected, not for the accolades, but to help people. Well, I think you truly cross party lines. You're a registered Democrat, but run as a conservative and Republican, and you still win. So you're a man of the people. For those who have just tuned in, we have popular Erie County clerk Michael P. Mickey Kearns with us today, recommended by civic leader Michael Bellani. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Montreal, or northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as New Zealand, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. A little bit more information about Mickey Kearns during his nearly seven years serving on the Common Council, Mickey Kearns undertook a variety of initiatives helping taxpayers, encouraging health and wellness development in the city, and restoring and preserving historical landmarks. Throughout his tenure, Mickey Kearns successfully fought to remove hundreds of residents from paying federal flood insurance, saving the homeowners thousands of dollars. Mickey Kearns was an avid voice of support on the Council for Complete Streets, improving the walkability of the city. Uh, Let's uh, talk a little bit about how the zombie foreclosures impacted municipalities, not just in the city of Buffalo, but throughout Erie County and across New York State for several years. Mickey Kearns. Brian, we had a, a crisis in West Seneca. At one point in time, we had nearly 100 vacant and abandoned properties out in West Seneca. We had a, a, a really you know, prominent streets in Orchard Park that had some vacant and abandoned properties. Uh, we were able to work and partner with the West New York Law Center, a not-for-profit, and we were able to use the tools from that legislation that we passed to help the municipalities to clean up these homes, get these foreclosures um, back on the tax rolls and get them back in the community and get them back in the hands of families and hardworking people. So I'm very proud of that. That was one of the reasons why I ran for this office as the county clerk, because I said, as you stated earlier, we went from shaming the banks to bringing the banks to the table and working with them and saying, how can we come up with solutions? How can we come up with ideas to work together? We can't wait eight or 10 years for a property, especially in Buffalo's winters, to sit vacant, as you know, uh, you know, mold and uh, other things that happen. Mm -hmm. But because of the Foreclosure Relief Act, we're able to save these homes. I'm very proud to say that, you know, we had uh, a million-dollar zombie out in Clarence. Um, we were able to save that home, and that home was recently sold for $2 million. Wow. So if you think about it, uh, I know the supervisor out there is a great guy. He's very happy with me because uh, he, we're bringing revenue into the, into the towns and the municipalities. And still today, it's a very important issue because, as I stated, nobody wants a vacant and abandoned home next to them. It's the, one of your largest assets uh, of creating wealth is your home. Um, whether you live in Clarence or whether you live in South Buffalo, uh, it's really important. And we were trying to really help people to maintain that wealth and stay in their home. Or if they couldn't, we need to transition people out of those homes and get them into either investors or people who want to purchase those homes. And that's what I've been working on in the clerk's office. We've been very successful 
uh, of transitioning. I was just working with the mayor out in Kenmore in the West New York Law Center. We got a house demolished on a very prominent street, Euclid. Beautiful street. The mayor's doing a great job. Paved the street, new infrastructure. It looks great. But you had one, it's almost like having one bad tooth on in a mouth and a smile. And we were able to get that taken care of, working together as a team and working with uh, our team. And we're working on Broadway now out in Sloan with elected officials out there to demolish a property out there with the service provider. I mean, it just has to get done. We have to have solutions to these problems. And sometimes um, it's that lonely voice where people don't feel like they're being heard by someone. I love taking on those tough problems and helping people who feel like they're not being heard by either the government or their elected officials. Again, uh, Mickey Kearns represents the silent majority, uh, the, own, the unspoken masses, and uh, it's really wonderful to hear. Again, I'm of a different political party, but I admire him for his courage and strength. You remind me a little bit of a guy who was close to you, who I believe supported you in your early career, who was a hero to me. He was on this program a dozen times, James D. Griffin. Uh, tell us your recollections of this tremendous mayor, Jimmy Griffin. He was one of the strongest. I think he was the greatest street politician of all time. He wanted me to run for office for a number of years. And I remember I was in the private sector. Uh, I was a vice president of a company. I was doing well, making good money. And he said, you should get in the government, Mickey. There's a lot of things you can do to help people. And he gave me a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of great insight into being an elected official. And even when I was a Buffalo Common Council member, he would call me and he would talk to me. And he was my hero also, too. He was a great guy, honest hardworking, a good person, uh, always looking out for the small man, the little man, and was a great mayor. He was the mayor for four terms, uh, and he was just someone who really cared and loved about Buffalo, loved Buffalo tremendously. I love Buffalo, too. I also, as you know, ran for mayor in 2009. Mm -hmm. I was not successful, but I had that great opportunity. I have a love for uh, the Western New York community, and you have to love your community to be an elected official. And Jimmy Griffin, to the end, uh, he was a great guy. I was so happy to call him uh, not only a hero, a mentor, and a friend, he was just someone I looked to, and he's the reason why I got into public service and someone I try to emulate myself after, because he just was always thinking of others. If you think about it, Brian, the steel plant closed, People were out of work. Mm -hmm. uh, inflation was running rampant. And he handled that. And that's what good leaders do. They handle difficult situations. And he was just someone that steadied the ship, who turned the city back. And if you think about Pilot Field, you think about uh, all of the major projects that right. he completed. Uh, he was the leader on it. It was his vision. Yeah, I'm sorry we have to bring the Rush Report to a close. Uh, Mickey Kearns is a modern-day Jimmy Griffin. Thanks again to Mike Bellani for recommending this program and to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years. Uh, thank you for enlightening us. You've had a tremendous career, and we salute what you've done fighting zombie homes. Thank you, Mickey Kearns, Erie County Clerk. Have a great week. Thank you, Brian. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.